Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For cables, connectors, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And buy the ham station. Get your new radio or antenna by calling 800-729-4373 or go to hamstation.com. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. This is Ham Talk Live, episode number 70. It's Field Day 2017 Q&A with Sean Kutzko, KX9X, recorded live on Thursday, June 22nd, 2017. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, Sean, KX9X, from ARRL is here to talk all about field day. We're going to take your calls in just a few minutes. And last week on the show, it was Michael Coulter, WHCI, and he told us all about the pending improvements to next year's Dayton Hamvention. So if you missed that, make sure you listen at hamtalklive.com. Or catch us on one of those podcast things like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, TuneIn, SoundCloud. We're also on YouTube. So tonight what we want to do is get as many field day questions in as possible. So get your questions ready to go. And the magic phone number for get those dialing fingers warmed up and ready. It's 812-NET-HAM-1. 812-638-4261. We'll let you know uh, when we're ready to take those calls. So hang on for a bit. Uh, we're going to do a little bit of talk here. But there's not, uh, not really much change since last year on the rules. So uh, we're hoping to uh, to get right to the questions so, um, again, that number is 812-638-4261. And the folks at Skype fixed Skype on Friday. So, we can take Skype calls and phone calls at the same time again. So, uh, you can Skype us and just look for Ham Talk Live on there. Uh, you can also tweet us. Our Twitter and handle is at Ham Talk Live. Um, so I will be right back with Sean after this word from the ham station right here 
on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by The Ham Station. For over 37 years, The Ham Station has sold new and used radios, antennas, accessories, and equipment to hams everywhere. Give Dan or Jeff a call at 800-729-4373 or order online at hamstation.com. Ham Station carries all the major brands like Icom, Yezu, and Kenwood, and they have a wide selection of radio scanners, MFJ accessories, Heil Sound products, and Amplifiers by Mirage and Ameritron, Kushcraft antennas, and more. Easy online ordering is at hamstation.com or call 1-800-729-4373 to place an order and talk it over with the experts. The Ham Station, proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. You're listening to Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Yesterday, my XYL said she'd leave me if I didn't give up ham radio. Over. Welcome back to Ham Talk Live, the Ham Station. They've got you covered. New used equipment, you name it, give Dan or Jeff a call, 800-729-4373. Or go to the old hamstation.com. Tell them you heard it on Ham Talk Live. We're on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at hamtalklive.com. And also on demand after the show at the website and most popular podcasting sites. Tonight, our guest is Sean Kutzko, KX9X, the former contest branch manager and currently the media and public relations manager at ARRL, uh, the National Association for Amateur Radio. Sean enjoys portable operations, satellites, and QRP the most right now. He's an avid DXer and has had a chance to be the DX several times. Sean's been licensed since 1982 and is originally from central Illinois and attended the nearby University of Illinois. And Sean's been on the ARRL staff since 2007. And he's also the drummer for the world-famous Spurious Emissions Band. So, Sean, welcome once again to Ham Talk Live. Hey Neil, what's going on? How are you? Oh, doing doing fine here, and uh, you're you're uh, you're racking up the shows. Now you did the the field day show last year, and mm-hmm. uh, and we talked about uh, some uh, national parks on the air, and then mm-hmm. with the and band, the serious emissions show uh, back in uh, yes. in uh, April. So yeah, yeah. So we're glad you're you're back again. And, I'm getting uh, to be. I'm getting to be a frequent flyer. Yeah, exactly. You're racking up the frequent <laughs> flyer mall, or, or um, as uh, one of the radio shows like to um, has this fake caller that that's on. You know, the the longtime caller, first time listener. So Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, they kind of turned it around the other way there. But right. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk field day tonight. We want to get everybody all pumped up for field day. Field day is just. A couple of days away, and mm-hmm. uh, we've been working on a new plan. I'm excited this year because I'm actually, for the first time in I don't know how long, I'm actually going to be able to operate because I've been a go to coach for so many years uh-huh. <laughs> that it's like I don't get to operate and I'm the contester yeah. guy, you know? So, yeah. 
So I'm I'm excited. We're gonna we're gonna try uh, something a little different with uh, another school. We're gonna we're gonna put our schools together and do kind of a school themed uh, field day, and we're gonna give it a try this year and see how it goes. So we're uh, we're putting the high school club together with the uh, university here, and uh, oh, that's we're, good. we're gonna we're I, gonna give it I a try. A whole- since a whole lot of mentoring opportunities that could occur right there. Absolutely. Yeah. So we're, we're excited about, uh, giving it a try. And, and, uh, um, so we're going to have a couple of different field days here in the area and, uh, mm-hmm. and we're, we're excited about giving it a shot and doing something a little, a little different and, and going after some points and already before we even start already, the, the debate has, has started. <laughs> Is field day a contest or is field day not a contest? And, and, it, it, and we and we we've talked a, about that is, before, but yes, yeah. yeah. Is it a floor? Is it a floor wax or a dessert topping? The old Saturday Night Live question. Exactly. Uh, right. So so you know, field day is all of those things. It is you know, it's a competitive event. If you want to make it one, it is an emergency preparedness exercise. It is a public relations uh, uh, event. It is actually it's the largest public relations event in North America. Most of the uh, most of the rest of the world, uh, the uh, IARU regions one and three, their big PR event of the of the year is World Amateur Radio Day on April eighteenth. Uh, but um, here in the United States, uh, World Amateur Radio Day gets some activity, but not nearly as much as Field Day does. So for us here in the U.S., uh, Field Day is the big PR push that lets us uh, showcase amateur radio to our communities and our uh, served agencies and our elected folks. So, uh, so Field Day is the big PR event. Um, it can also be um, the simple uh, club gathering. It can be the potluck dinner uh, Saturday night, you know. Um, so there's no real wrong way to do field day. Uh, if, if you want to make it a contest, get, try to get as many points as you possibly can. If you want to make it a big uh, PR event and showcase uh, ham radio to your community, you can do that too. Most people combine several different uh, facets of it. Uh, if you get uh, a good club involved or a, a, a good group of friends, you know, you've got uh, one or two people who are really into the uh, emergency preparedness aspect of it. You got a couple of good contest operators in there. Somebody who really enjoys uh, interacting and mingling with the public. So, you know, there's no real one way to do field day, and most clubs take on several different facets at the same time. So everybody gets to be happy during field day. All right, so get out there and and give it a give it a shot. What and you know try to support your your local uh, clubs that are uh, mm-hmm. out there. And if not, mm-hmm. you can operate from home, or you can go portable, or you, there's all mm-hmm. kinds of of options. And we're going to talk about a couple of those uh, specific uh, options here momentarily. Uh, mm-hmm. But first, and, and we were already getting calls, so hang awesome. on, fol- hang on, folks. We're going to get there. We're going to get to the calls. Uh, but uh, you know, we want to first talk about the changes. Well, there there really aren't any changes this year. It's pretty okay. much the same as same as it ever was. Same and as the, it ever was. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That was Sean Cutsco, and we'll see you next <laughs> week. Oh, no, no. No. Uh, so yeah, the the only the only change was just some updates on some information, right? That was that was pretty much it. 
Yeah, that, that's pretty much it. There are no major rules changes from last year. Uh, if uh, you know, and something that we can talk about in a little bit too, if you want, is uh, for those who are interested in trying to uh, operate satellites and get the satellite bonus points for making a satellite QSO. Uh, there are a few new satellites this year that weren't up in the air in 2016, so you've got a few more choices that you can make. But really, there are no there are no major rules changes uh, from 2016. So, have at it. Okay, so we'll we'll uh, we'll get into that a little bit here later too. But uh, last year, right after the show, I checked my email and mm-hmm. and I had this question from this guy Dan from Connecticut. And it took me a second, and then I realized, <laughs> oh, wait a minute, it's that Dan from Connecticut, uh, N1ND, yeah. the, the former field day guru, and he was trying, he, I think he was, he was trying, trying to, to trick me you. up is what he was trying to do. Yes, and so he says, I'll be one person operating on battery power. Would I be class 1B? The answer is yes, he would be class 1B. There's a confusion that the B uh, in the classes stands for battery, and that's not what the B stands for. The B is just a a sub-designator of how you can approach field day. Class A is a lot of people, a club or a non-club. Class B simply means that it's a one- or a two-person operation, and the power source does not come into consideration in determining uh, what letter uh, you operate uh, under as your operating class. Class class B just means it's a one- or two-person operation, real small. So it could be something else. Well, uh, under the on-air exchange is always going to be the number of transmitters followed by a letter followed by your ARRL section. And uh, one of the other questions that we that we commonly get is, do I need to send? Am I am I if I'm operating with a battery? Do I am I class one A battery or three A battery? And uh, you don't have to say the word battery on the air. What we do is we subdivide some of the power categories in the printed results. But what you say on the air as part of your field day exchange is simply the number of transmitters, the letter that designates your entry class. And your ARRL section. And that's all you have but, to say. But you could be 1E. You could be if you're a home station operating uh, with emergency power. And you could use a battery as emergency power. So, yeah. So, I think that was kind of what he was getting at. Was it wouldn't have to be 1B because it depends on... Uh, it depends on your operating location. Where you're if at, you're, yeah. If you're operating from your home... Uh, or a or what what we call a fixed uh, a, a fixed station, then yeah, that would be a class one e. If you're operating away from a place where amateur radio normally takes place, that would be a class B with now, one operator. We got into that discussion earlier, and and the the, the other uh, setup question here that, that we had. Okay, you've got a club that mm-hmm. has one permanent station, but at that permanent station they set up portable stations mm-hmm. and run on battery power mm-hmm. so what class would you give them 
Well, the, uh, the the kicker in that one is the fact that they're operating from a permanent station location. I found this out the hard way in 1997, wh- long before I was working for the league, uh, when I was operating in uh, Elkhart, Indiana, and I uh, set up in my garage, and I borrowed a little Honda generator, and I threw a dipole in the tree, and I was all set to be a 1B station, and I found out after the fact that, nope, that's not the case because I was operating from my own uh, from my own house, uh, and that is a location where amateur radio normally takes place uh, every other day of the year. So, because I was on my own property, uh, I had to uh, get reclassified to a one echo station because I was using an emergency power source, but I was operating field day from my permanent location, even though I was using an external power source and I was using a completely different antenna. So that's how uh, that's how a home station or a permanent station uh, is determined. Okay, so we've got some of that uh, class stuff out of the way. Um, so if you have a question like that, uh, why here in just a few minutes you'll be able to give us a call at eight one two net ham one or on Skype at Ham Talk Live or tweet us, and we're going to take just as many. Um, questions as we can tonight and we've got some uh some other things here that we want to get into a little bit about uh the the two newer rules the uh the social media bonus and uh the safety officer bonus and we talked about those last year on the show so if if you need uh some of that information you can uh punch up last year's show but we will try to get to some of that depending on um how many calls we have and that kind of thing. So uh, I think what we'll do is go ahead and take a break here and get that out of the way. And then uh, we'll be back to take your calls live um, right here with Sean. And um, we'll we'll, uh, get to that and um, take our final break. So uh, I'll be back with Sean, KX9X, right after this message from Tower Electronics here on Ham Talk Live. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you in part by Tower Electronics. Tower Electronics has been the Ham's dime store since 1978. When you need connectors, mobile and handheld antennas, cables, or adapters, visit Scott or Jill at a Ham Fest near you. Or you can order online at pl-259.com or call 920-435-2973. Stock up on those supplies like PL259 and end connectors, SMA adapters, audio cables, soldering supplies, mobile antennas, and hamsticks. Their silver-plated end connectors are even used on the International Space Station. Tower Electronics carries MFJ, Comet, Daiwa, OPEC, Workman, and HamPro products. And don't miss their 0% off sale going on now. Tower Electronics, online at pl-259.com. Proud to sponsor this episode of Ham Talk Live. CQ Field Day. CQ Field Day. This is Ham Talk Live with Neil Rapp. Join the conversation. Call us on voice with Skype at Ham Talk Live or give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. 
We'd like to thank Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for sponsoring the show tonight to help bring you Ham Talk Live. July the 8th, they'll be at Oak Creek, Wisconsin, and you can give them a call if you're not in Oak Creek, Wisconsin. You can call them, 920-435-2973, or visit their website at pl-259.com and tell them you heard it. Right here on Ham Talk Live, we're here every Thursday night at 9 p.m., and make sure, and that's Eastern Time, and uh, make sure you check out our Facebook page, Twitter feed, and Instagram to search Ham Talk Live, and you'll be able to find us. So, um, we even had some, some interesting tweets today. They were, they were pretty funny. We still haven't figured out what band that tent tunes up on. It depends on the physical size of the tent. You know, I mean, it could easily load up on 80 or 160, uh, depending on how large the tent is. But, uh, you know, the, the whole issue of, uh, uh what kind of degree you need, uh, in order to, to get something, uh, made out of canvas and, uh, and tubes like that to load up on 80 or 160, I'll, you know, I'll leave that to the experts unless yeah. you're using an end, unless you're using a tent tuner, a tent tuner. Yes. We'll leave right. that to chip. Maybe chip can figure <laughs> that out. Well, it's time for your calls. Now, if you have a question for Sean, call 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Or you can Skype your question at Ham Talk Live, or you can tweet us at Ham Talk Live. And so now is the time to call. So give us a call, and we already have one. So uh, I see that uh, Ryan is on here. Is that right? Yep, my name is Ryan, KC0QMB. KC0QMB, thank you for calling in, and uh, go ahead with your field day question. Well, um, the field day I'm going to, um, coming up, is going to be in a city park. Uh, The question is, they'll have commercial power there, however, it's not a permanent location for any of the hams. What classification would that be? Um, if uh, how many people are operating? I don't know yet. I'm guessing mm-hmm. probably six. Okay. Uh, so the class A uh, entry category uh, for a, a larger group, uh, there is a sub. There is a subcategory that we list the scores under that allows the use of commercial power for class A stations. So you would simply say uh, the number of transmitters. Uh, and a class if you've got uh, uh, six people involved, uh, and uh, and uh, your uh, your ARRL section, and that would be your exchange. And when the final results come out, uh, you would be uh, scored with the other uh, with the other folks in Class A who are using commercial power. So it's okay for Class A stations to use commercial power. You simply have to declare it, and we'll put you uh, lumped in with the results along with all of the other Class A stations that are using commercial power. Okay, thank you. You're welcome, Ryan. Good luck. Have fun. Thanks for calling, Ryan. Appreciate it. All right. 812-NET-TAM-1 is the phone number, 812-638-4261. And, and yeah, Sean, go ahead and, and uh, oh, no, that's, uh, follow that's, up uh, on that. 
we get we get a fair number of questions about that. That um, there are uh, there are folks that uh, are not aware that uh, you can use commercial power as a Class A station. Uh, a lot of folks think that if you're using commercial power, you have to be a Class D, a home station uh, with commercial power. But uh, there are uh, there are plenty of stations every year who are Class A that use a commercial power. You go to a campground or a, you rent a cabin or a, a, some sort of. Uh, uh, event uh, location, like in a park, like this gentleman just uh, was talking about, and you have access to commercial power, you're perfectly able to use it, and we'll make sure that uh, in the final results, uh, when we print it in QST, that uh, you'll be listed along with all the other stations that can use commercial power, or uh, Class A stations that are using commercial power. So uh, uh, it's 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 a perfectly valid way to enjoy field day. All right. Well, if you have a question, give us a call, 812-638-4261, or you can call us on Skype. Um, we're Ham Talk Live on Skype, and you can also tweet us um, at Ham Talk Live with uh, your field day questions with Sean Kutzko, KX9X from ARRL. Uh, while we're waiting on those uh, calls to come in, uh, we, we kind of teased a little bit about uh, a couple of the newer rules. Um, one of which is the safety officer. And uh, we did talk about that some last year on, on the show, but remind us a little bit about uh, the role of the safety officer. And I know the, the, uh, the checklist has been cleaned up a little bit. Right. So the safety officer bonus was added uh, recently. And uh, the whole purpose of the safety officer is uh, uh, to, uh, it, it's available for Class A stations. And uh, we provided a, a safety checklist uh, in the 2017 field day packet. And the safety officer is simply somebody that goes around the field day site and makes sure that those items on uh, the safety checklist in the field day packet are met. Uh, and you have to sign a waiver uh, stating that uh, all those safety conditions were met and uh, you need to include that in your uh, uh, field day summary. And you get 100 bonus points for that. So if you're a Class A station and you're, and you're really concerned about safety, and you certainly should be, uh, it's, uh, it's a nice way to pick up uh, an extra 100 points and, uh, and make sure that uh, your field day site is safe, not only for the operators, but for any public uh, that comes to visit as well. And the other um, newer rule that went into effect last year is the social media bonus. And since you're mm -hmm. the you're the the PR guy now, mm -hmm. uh, that's your thing. So tell us uh, again about the, the social media bonus. Well, there's, you know, for a long, long time, there's been uh, uh, ways that you can earn bonus points for uh, public relations, uh, you know, outreach, uh, getting uh, word about your uh, field day effort in the local media, uh, reaching out to your community and making sure that you can get some folks invited. Uh, so uh, 2017, social media is a reality for uh, a lot of uh, a lot of amateur radio operators and a lot of clubs. And uh, it, it, it's been a long time coming that uh, we had an extra bonus available for social media outreach. And you get 100 points uh, by promoting your field day activation to the general public uh, by an active uh, uh, social media platform platform. So we're talking Facebook, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Um, stuff like that. Um, the idea of this is to uh, give your club 
uh, uh, the ability to create a social media presence and use that social media presence to establish connections with your elected officials, members of the media in your community, and give you a way to start plugging into your local community. And by being able to promote your field day activity on social media, that gives you a real-time way to post videos and photos and status updates about what's going on at your site. If you are fortunate enough to get an elected official to show up at your site, you can post a photo of them uh, visiting your site and have uh, an immediate uh, response within your local community, assuming that you've uh, you know friended and, uh, and uh, started following some of your uh, community leaders or uh, uh, your police, fire, your served agencies and stuff like that. It's a real simple way for you to pick up a, an extra 100 bonus points for field day, but the long-term implication is that you start making, uh, you start connecting with uh, other folks in your community, and that raises your visibility long term. So that's the real goal of the social media bonus. Okay, so get out there on social media, Facebook, Twitter, mm-hmm. Instagram, Snapchat, uh, Google you Plus. You name it. Does, does that All count? All of that. Google Plus. Google Plus counts, sure. YouTube. Count? Sure, stuff is like there, that. It all there, counts. Is there anybody on there? On Google Plus? Yes. There are some. <laughs> I, I, I've been I, posting I pre- some stuff on Google Plus. And I've been I pre- trying it out, but I, I, I don't know. I still can't get into it. I, uh, I, uh, I make sure that uh, uh, I try to do as much as I possibly can. But uh, I'm, I'm, I'm finding that uh, uh, even with uh, with help in the PR department now, I've got my hands full with Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, and we're starting to check out Snapchat just a little bit. So that's plenty. Yeah, I I agree. 812-638-4261 is the telephone number or Skype us at Ham Talk Live or give us a tweet at Ham Talk Live. And uh, we've got a couple more things we can talk about here, but we would like to get your questions answered. So if you have a question for Sean, please give us a call or a tweet uh, and uh, let us know what your question is, and we'll try to answer that. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you talked a little bit about the um, the satellites here. So, again, yeah. while, while we're waiting on uh, people to, uh, to chime in with their questions, um, I know you've been a very active uh, satellite person, and, and I mm-hmm. was reading on, on our Twitter account uh, um, some people saying, uh, well, you know, uh, it's field day and we get all these people on the satellite and then we never hear from them again until the following field day. And <laughs> so yeah. they get us a little overloaded. So, so talk a little bit about, uh, going out and, uh, and finding a satellite. Well, you know, satellite operation, you know, as you as you just mentioned, you know, that's that's pretty much been my main focus of how I'm enjoying amateur radio lately is uh, getting on the satellites and and uh, and and uh, operating uh, portable and activating different grid squares uh, when I'm traveling uh, doing satellite stuff. Um, it's 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 a lot of fun to get uh, involved with satellite operating, but uh, as with uh, so many other things, you know, if you wait until the last minute to try something out for the first time and uh, and you and you try to get involved with an event as large as field day for the very first time, it can lead to some frustration. 
And um, uh, one of the biggest concerns with uh, with the satellites is there are two different main types of satellites. There are FM satellites, which basically function like an orbiting repeater. And then there are sideband and CW satellites, which uh, have a transponder in them, which actually gives you uh, real bandwidth. So that's, you know, it's kind of like tuning across 20 meters. You know, you've got a fair amount of, of uh, frequency spectrum that you can tune across. Uh, sa- uh, sideband and CW satellites, uh, multiple QSOs can occur on those satellites simultaneously. But the FM satellites, because they're like an orbiting repeater, the capture effect takes a, a, a kicks in, and so only one station can use the uh, an FM satellite at a time. And when you get uh, a lot of people uh, trying to access an FM satellite uh, on field day weekend, uh, you get a lot of people who are trying to, to talk at the same time, and uh, it can get very congested very quickly, and uh, not a lot of uh, QSOs uh, can be made that way. So there are some tricks to the trade of how you can have a successful field day QSO uh, during field day. If you uh, uh, FM satellites are by far the easiest to get involved with because all you need is a dual band HT and a directional antenna on two meters and seventy centimeters. Uh, there's two FM satellites right now. Uh, SO50 is uh, is uh, the main one, and then there's another one called AO85. And uh, we've got, uh, in the field day packet, we've got uh, frequencies, uh, uplink and downlink frequencies for each one of those satellites available in the field day packet so you know where to tune uh, uh, during the pass. Uh, But um, if if you're trying to just make one QSO on one of the FM satellites, um, there are some tricks to to have a, a little bit more success. Uh, one trick is uh, try operating uh, a satellite pass in the middle of the night because there will be fewer people that are on for that for those particular passes, uh, and so your 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 chances of success will go up a little bit. Um, another uh, strategy that you can consider is if you're uh, if you live near either the uh, the east coast or the west coast, uh, what you can do is you can pick a satellite pass where. Uh, the, the the satellite is tracking mainly over water, and only a little bit of the satellite's footprint uh, comes into contact with uh, with the land, whether it's the east coast or the west coast. It doesn't, you know, either one. It doesn't matter um, because uh, if you've got only a sliver of land that's available in the footprint, you will reduce the number of stations that have access to the satellite, and again, that will increase your chances for a successful QSO uh, during a very busy weekend on the FM satellites. I personally would like to see everybody be able to make a satellite QSO. I personally think that it's one of the most exciting ways to enjoy amateur radio, but uh, if you've got a finite resource like an FM satellite, only one person can talk at a time, and a satellite passes a maximum of, say, 15 minutes or so, uh, you know, that's a real short window of opportunity for folks to get into the FM satellite. If you have the ability to uh, to move up to the analog satellites using sideband or CW, uh, I would recommend that you give that a try because uh, there's just more uh, spectrum for you to uh, to have success. There's a little bit more, um, you know, you have there's a little bit more uh, tuning involved, and little, it's a it's a little bit uh, trickier because you have to uh, you know you have to find your downlink. Uh, audio uh, in the in the in the spectrum in the transponder, so that takes a little getting used to to be able to to find how your uh, your transmitted signal on the uplink corresponds to the downlink frequency, and you have to have two radios to do that. 
Um, but uh, if you can get past that hurdle, uh, making QSOs on the on the uh, sideband satellites like FO29 and uh, some of the Chinese satellites that were launched uh, recently, the XW series of satellites, uh, it's it's much easier to actually complete on a, a QSO on a satellite on a sideband satellite during uh, periods of of heavy usage than it is on an FM satellite. So if you can, if all you have is FM. Go for it. Try some of those tips that I just talked about. If if you have the ability to do sideband, I think that you will have a, a higher rate of success. But you could even you know just just do FM with uh, with a simple little dual band handheld. I often like, go out with uh, with a, a simple dual band handheld, and I use a, a, a directional antenna, antenna called an arrow antenna. It's a handheld Yagi. It's three elements on two meters, seven elements on seventy five on uh, seventy centimeters. Uh, just using a, a five watt HT in that antenna, and I can make FM QSOs through the uh, SO fifty satellite um, on a regular basis. And you could even use one of those real cheap handheld radios, couldn't you? Uh, if you get one of those uh, dual band uh, uh, bow fangs, I think you could do it. Okay, I finally talked him into saying the word <laughs> bow fang. <laughs> if you don't know, anytime somebody says the word bow fang, we've got the, the bow fang clip from the Spurry Submissions Band, which. Sean's the drummer for, and and so uh, destined to enter we, the Billboard Top Ten Thousand any day now. Any day now, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> have, have you got that royalty check yet from from the uh, yeah. Fang song? Yeah, uh, three tenths of a, of a penny. I don't know where I'm going to spend it. Wow, there you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, that that's the Balfang story. So, get out there, give it a give it a shot. We've got a few minutes left. If you want to call in eight one two six three eight four two six one, which spells eight one two net ham one, or you can Skype us or tweet us at Ham Talk Live. Um, so get get your calls in. We're we're running out of time here. We have about six minutes left. So uh, now's the time to call if you're going to call. Um, remind us a little bit uh, about the field day locator. Uh, the field day locator uh, is a, a a really great tool. You can uh, you can post your field your club's field day sites on the field day locator, uh, so that people who are uh, looking for a place to operate can uh, search by state. They can uh, look it up on the on the map. It's a Google Map interface, so uh, it's a way for your club to promote your field day effort on Google Maps. Uh, it gives you an area to provide uh, uh, your address, where you're going to be set up, uh, your talk-in frequency, your website address or phone number, if people need to, uh, so people can contact you and get more information. And uh, if you are uh, an operator that is looking for a field day site to uh, to join, then uh, all you got to do is look up on the uh, on the field day locator site and uh, type in your location, and you can find uh, any number of field day sites that are uh, close to you. So it's a, it's a wonderful tool, and you can find that on the field. Uh, you can find a link to that on the field day website, which is www.arrl.org/fieldday. All one word. Okay, there we go. So you can find a location nearest you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, 812-638-4261 is the phone number or Skype or tweet. Um, we've got time for one call if you can get that in or uh, tweet. Um, what are some of the most common scoring mistakes that people make that they should oh. look for? Hmm. I would say uh, one of the biggest scoring mistakes is uh, is uh, simply uh, uh, computing the bonus points uh, incorrectly. There are a lot of bonus points options out there. Everything from you know the social media and the and the safety officer that we just talked about, uh, the number of uh, 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 youth operators that you can have. You get a bonus if you have uh, a, a person on your team that is 18 years or younger. Uh, the go to station uh, points can be a little confusing to some folks. So anytime you're dealing with uh, issues of bonus points, make sure you read the rules and uh, make sure that you're computing your bonus points correctly. And of course, if you ever have a question about that, if you're if you're trying to fill out your your score summary sheet so you can submit it into us so we can uh, uh, print your results. If something's a little confusing to you, by all means, just give us a call. You know, we've got. Uh, uh, we have operators standing by for your call, and, uh, and uh, you can also uh, you can also drop us an email too, uh, fieldday at awrl.org. We'll uh, we'd be happy to answer your question. We'd rather answer your question and clarify things for you before you submit your score to us, rather than uh, uh, have to tell you that there's an error in your score. Uh, to um, uh, rather than uh, than tell you that there's an error in your score after you've already submitted it. So if you got a question, just let us know. There's another uh, another common one is uh, uh, the multiplier factor between um, uh, low power and QRP power. Uh, it's it's a common misconception that um, that uh, if you're running QRP, you automatically get a multiplier score of five, and that's not true. Uh, in order to get the five times multiplier, you not only need to be running five watts or less, but your power source cannot be commercial mains and it cannot be a motor driven generator so that means that you're ta- you're usually talking batteries as your power source or one of the uh, alternative power sources such as uh, solar or wind power something like that so uh, the five times multiplier is a very very common issue that we see uh, just because you're running QRP does not mean that you automatically qualify for the multiplier factor of five all right, good stuff. And the, the other thing you mentioned we might talk about is is the VHF UHF station is oh, a yeah. freebie. That is a freebie for Class A and F stations. Uh, the VHF station is uh, it's a great way to get uh, uh, to get uh, more exposure to the VHF uh, portion of the band. Six meters, two meters, uh, all the way up to, to four forty. If you're if you're living in a in a populated if in a population center, six meters has been really really good this year. And if sporadic e propagation opens up on six meters. Uh, then that was that would be a great way to get a whole bunch of free points because the VHF transmitter doesn't count against your main transmitter category. So if you're say for example three alpha, uh, you can set up a dedicated VHF station on six meters and two meters and still stay in the three alpha category. It doesn't count against your transmitter class. So if sporadic E opens up on six meters, uh, that's a great way to earn a bunch of free points. 
All right. Well, there we have it, uh, folks. It's Sean Kutzko, KX9X from ARRL, the public relations manager and formerly the contest branch manager. And and so we'd like to uh, to thank you for coming on the show and, and talking to us and uh, um, letting us know about all those tricky scoring questions and everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, look forward to hearing uh, you on this weekend. And you will be operating as? I will be a one Bravo station uh, this year. Actually, I'm, uh, uh, I have a wedding uh, party that I have to attend, but I'm not involved in all of it. So I'll be bringing uh, some QRP gear and some satellite gear with me. Uh, and I'll be setting up uh, in a, there's a, a nice little park right across from the hotel where the, the wedding party I'm going to be at in. So listen for KX9X, One Bravo, Connecticut. All right. Very good. And I'll be uh, operating uh, with my high schoolers um, and we're joining up with the Indiana University group. So uh, we'll be under K9IU. So if you hear K9IU, um, it, it may be me. We'll see. So, Sean, thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, thanks to everybody out there uh, for listening and calling in. And we invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Jim Wilson, K5ND, will be here. And he's going to talk about uh, this year's Boy Scout Jamboree on the air and Jamboree on the Internet. And for a list of all of our upcoming guests, you can find that over at hamtalklive.com, as well as a picture of Flat Hammy. Don't forget, take pictures with Flat Hammy this summer uh, from your field day or from a ham fest or uh, vacation, wherever. Uh, We'd love to see your pictures uh, with Flat Hammy. So uh, you can get that on our social media sites or Uh, on the schedule page over at hamtalklive.com. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours.